Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to Accelerate, the official podcast of the Ignite Prophetic Network. I hope this audio equips and inspires you to move deeper into the prophetic with greater accuracy and greater passion. All right, let's talk about the issue of the house of prayer. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, Jennifer, where do I see that in the Bible? Well, it's in the Bible in two places. And it's really critical that we understand the house of prayer paradigm. It is first found in Isaiah 56 verse 7 it's actually used twice in the same verse the actual terminology we don't have to stretch it it says house of prayer these foreigners i will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and their uh, sacrifices will be accepted on my altar listen for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations notice how it says He will give them joy in the house of prayer. I can't tell you how enjoyable prayer is when you get around like-minded believers in a corporate setting and you begin to pray and press and see prayer answers. You know, the Bible says that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. And so the house of prayer should be a place of joy. We see that says there in the Bible. But beyond that, Jesus refers to this verse in Isaiah 56, verse 7, when he chases the money chain. Remember, he turns over the tables in the temple and he gets the whip. I can just always see Jesus over there in the corner, just watching these merchandisers, just watching these these false ones, you know, and he's making a whip. And he's, you know, he goes by and just turns over the tables and makes a mess. But this is the verse. This is what Jesus was quoting when he said these words in Mark eleven seventeen that we're all really so familiar with, at least most of us. But apparently a lot aren't because people are still asking me, where do I find house of prayer in the Bible? So it's found there in Isaiah 56, 7, but also in the words of Jesus, Mark eleven seventeen. He taught, saying to them, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. And so God's idea, his concept of the church has always been centered on prayer, a praying people, a house of prayer. His house is to be called a house of prayer for all nations, a place we should be able to go to pray. And so the heart of the house of prayer is probably best captured in David's heart cry in Psalm 27, verse 4. And I love this verse, Psalm 27, verse 4. It's a very intimate cry. It's a very uh, passionate release. And we see here that David cries out to God. He's writing a psalm. And he says one thing. He expresses to the generations that would go after him the importance of this heart posture. Because remember, the Bible says David had a a heart after God. He was a man after God's own heart. One thing, David said, one thing, one thing, one thing I have desired of the Lord and that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. 
And his temple was a house of prayer. Now, we know that King David established the ta- what we call the Tabernacle of David. And in the modern church, uh, there's a movement for the restoration of the Tabernacle of David, right, with minstrels and uh, uh, intercessors working together uh, to create a dwelling for God where he is worshipped and where petitions go forth day and night. And this is Tabernacle of David. We're not going to read all these scriptures for sake of time, but if you want to write it down, it's referred to uh, in many parts of the Bible and probably best described in First Chronicles 16, uh, verses 1 through 37. And we'll just kind of skip around in here uh, so that we don't have to read a whole chapter of the Bible <laughs> to get the point across. But look, 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 look. So they brought the Ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. That is the tabernacle of David. That is the house of prayer. And David, he, David, appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. So he, he, David, let Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister before the Ark as every day's work required. And so that's the best picture of the the tabernacle of David. We have to understand that David actually hired an army of worshipers and and all sorts of people to to, to have day and night uh, prayer going forth. So the best picture of a house of prayer, it's in Revelation, if you want to look at like straight through. Straight through, like this is what it's like in heaven. You remember, the Bible says, Thy kingdom come. Jesus said, This is how you're going to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so uh, we see in the book of Revelation, uh, the redeemed gathered before the throne of God. Revelation 5 8 through 9. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So this is just the atmosphere of heaven. When you pray in a house of prayer, You're praying in a place where the atmosphere is set for prayer. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And some people say, well, what's the difference between a a house of prayer and a prayer hub? Well, a house of prayer is a fully functioning ministry. may include a church, may not. Uh, But there is a a maturity about it. It has a, a facility that's open to the public where people can come at certain hours and pray. Uh, an awakening prayer hub, it, it may be in someone's house. Therefore, the address is not public. It may be in a marketplace. It may be for just those who are invited. It may not be open to the public. Uh, they serve uh, a similar purpose, except one is perhaps more exclusive. You could have a prayer hub in a prison. Uh, you could have a prayer hub in the marketplace, a digital prayer hub. Usually it's by invitation or aimed toward a certain group. A house of prayer uh, would be fully open to the public. And so that's one of the differences. We're going to move on now. Let me take a deep breath. Hey, guys, Jennifer LeClaire here. Maybe you're watching this video and you're saying, well, how can I start an awakening house of prayer in my city, in my church? Maybe you're a pastor. And you said, you know, I, I really would like to to launch a prayer house, but I don't know how. We can launch one in your facility. Or maybe you're a believer and you're saying, well, I I don't have the capacity right now to 
to start a house of prayer, but I'd like to start a prayer hub. I'd like to gather the intercessors that I know with right alignment, uh, with uh, the uh, infrastructure, with the uh, promotional tools to help me create uh, synergy with my prayer group. You know, we have the websites, we have the technology, we have the promotional power. Uh, we've got it all to gather and mobilize intercessors in the face of the earth. All we're waiting for is you. Check it out, awakeninghouseofprayer.com. You can learn how to uh, start a house of prayer uh, in your city or just go straight to awakeningprayerhubs.com if you want to start what I call a mini, M-I-N-I, house of prayer. Uh, you don't have a facility uh, open to the public, but you want to do it in your home. You want to do it in a prison. You want to do it in a church. You want to have an e-prayer hub, a digital prayer hub. That means uh, you're on WhatsApp, you're in a Facebook group, you're on a phone call, a Zoom call. We have created a diverse model that will serve churches, that will serve pastors, that will serve believers at whatever stage you're at. We want to see prayer propagated in the earth. Go to one of those websites, sign up, find more information. We are here for you. I love you guys. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information on Ignite, including the Company of Seers, the Lighthouses, the Company of Scribes, and everything we have to offer, visit ignitenow.org. That's ignitenow.org. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.